Coming up on the Keto Camp Podcast, we introduce to you Mr. Keto Mojo himself, Dorian Grinnell. If you and I have done our goals correctly, if we have educated people, they then become successful. They then change the way that their health outcomes to, for, the, for the good. And I should hopefully go out of business if we have great, healthy Americans. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? Yeah. And very few people want to get into this business because of that. Most people want people to be sick and ill because that means they're going to have money for a long period of time. And that's not what we're about. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper. Ben Azadi here, host of the Keto Camp Podcast from BenAzadi.com. Today, we have Mr. Mojo, Dorian Grinnell, who is the founder of Keto Mojo, and he's going to share how keto changed his life and why he decided to get into the ketone and glucose testing strip industry because there was a problem that he wanted to solve. And he solved it with his company, Keto Mojo. You might have used Keto Mojo in the past. You're going to learn a lot about the history of this company and why it is far superior than a lot of even urine strips. You'll understand why you should start testing your ketones, especially in the beginning. It's important to look at your glucose and ketones to see if your ketogenic approach is working for you or against you. He had a great quote. He said, let the data drive you. We also discussed the flaws in urine strips and why they are not accurate and why we should get away from those, even though I know they're super cheap. The optimal ranges you want to aim for, for nutritional ketosis and fasting blood glucose we get into the topic that I get asked all the time, the question, does coffee break your fast? Well, we can actually use data from a machine like the Keto Mojo to determine whether or not the coffee is breaking your autophagy. We also get into, speaking of autophagy, measuring max autophagy. We get into some of Dr. Thomas Seafried's work and some of the ranges to look for for deep autophagy healing inside of the body. And we get into their brand new cloud that connects data to many platforms called My Mojo Health. Dorian is a lot of fun, very knowledgeable, great accent. You're going to have a blast with us on today's episode. Before I bring him on, I want to take a minute here to get to the Apple Podcast rating and review of the day. This is a five-star review from Looney Lass 24 Amazing. Ben and his keto camp have been an amazing addition to my keto way of life. Great up-to-date information, focusing on not just physical health, but also mental and spiritual health. Thank you, Ben, for all you do. 
Looney Lass, thank you. I'm so glad you're listening to the show. It's true. Physical health is important. Nutrition is important. But we also have to master the mental game, the spiritual side. We got to exercise before we exercise. And when you master that, your stress, your thoughts, etc., a lot of the things we talk about, then keto and fasting and all the supplements and the things you're doing work that much better. So I'm glad you align with that. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show and to leave it a rating and review. If you have not left the Keto Camp podcast a rating or a review yet, please head to your Apple podcast and leave that rating and review as it really helps the show grow and reach more people. Just want to quickly remind you that my brand new book, Keto Flex, is available on Kindle and paperback. Head to ketoflexbook.com, purchase the book today for 311 pages of keto gold. You'll learn my four-pillar approach to mastering keto, fasting, carnivore. There's even a chapter on sleep and a chapter, chapter 12, on how to do keto and fasting for women out there. This book has been endorsed by Dr. Mindy Peltz, Dr. Jason Fung, Thomas DeLauer. The foreword was written by Dr. Daniel Pampa, and there's many other incredible endorsements inside of the book. If you have not gotten the book yet, head to ketoflexbook.com and get a copy today. Did you know there's actually beverages that can supercharge your fasting results? My favorite, which is a keto powerhouse, is apple cider vinegar. There's a ton of research showing apple cider vinegar has been beneficial for boosting your metabolism, suppressing appetite, reducing fat storage. That's because apple cider vinegar contains acetic acid, which is a short-chain fatty acid that's been shown to promote weight loss in those ways. Also, apple cider vinegar is one of the best ways to balance your blood sugars. A study showed apple cider vinegar improved insulin sensitivity after high-carb meals up to 34%. We also know that apple cider vinegar stimulates digestion, acts as a biostimulant to help break down the fat you're eating on keto. Another research study showed apple cider vinegar protects against mineral depletion. If you're like me, you probably don't like the taste of apple cider vinegar. I think it tastes disgusting. That's why my go-to is Paleo Valley's Apple Cider Vinegar Complex. This is an organic blend of apple cider vinegar and four more gut and health supportive superfoods. I take this before my meals, I take it before coffee, and this enhances my fast and my blood sugar regulation. You'll find it contains organic apple cider vinegar, organic turmeric, organic ginger, organic Ceylon cinnamon, and organic lemon. Since you are a listener of the Keto Camp podcast, we worked out an exclusive discount code for you to get the apple cider vinegar complex capsules and all of the products over at Paleo Valley. All you need to do is head to paleovalley.com and use the coupon code KETOCAMP15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order. By the way, they got delicious beef sticks and an awesome organ meat complex. Go check them out. Paleovalley.com. That is KETOCAMP15 at checkout. We'll also drop a link down below in the show notes. Let's dive deep into Keto Mojo testing ketones with Dorian Grinnell. Dorian and his wife, Gemma, launched Keto Mojo in the fall of 2017, offering the first and affordable accurate blood ketone and glucose testing meter with a lifetime guarantee and 99 cents testing strips. Dorian and Gemma 
were quickly embraced by influencers and educators in the ketogenic community. Their goal is not only to sell meters, it's to provide the information, tools, and understanding that people need to make the changes that will allow them to live longer, fuller, healthier lives. Dorian, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Ben. It's great to be here. It's great to have you here. I love what you're doing. Big fan of the company. I've been using your machine for several years, and you guys do it the right way. And we'll talk about what that exactly means. But before we do, you have an amazing story, kind of a pain to purpose to promise story of why you decided to do what you're doing today. So how did you get involved in the health space, Dorian? Yeah, great question. Um, You know, Go back to 2015, I was in the wine industry, living large in the Napa Valley, eating great food, drinking uh, great wines, and all that great stuff, we thought it was great stuff, started to have uh, a pretty massive toll on me and my body. And my weight had ballooned way over 200 200 pounds. I was on antidepressants. My job was going terribly. And, you know, I I bounced between a couple of things and, you know, something, something was wrong. And a good friend of mine said, you know what, Dorian, you've got to give up the white devils. You've got to get away from the carbs. And I'm like, I don't do fat diets. I do not do fat diets. You know, I've seen my wonderful wife, 25 years go through so many dumb diets from the cabbage soup diet to this other stuff and it's this this constant yo-yo and this battle but i started reading up on on ketogenic diets the work of volick finney taubes lustig you know when you start going down the, the rabbit holes that that is that is out there and then you start just really diving into the science it, it made sense so I went on a well-regulated ketogenic diet and I was testing with an Abbott meter. And back in 2015, the, the test was like four or five dollars. It was a super expensive way. Yeah. But I was dialing it into my bio-individuality. And literally over a period of three months, my weight dropped off. I came off of all antidepressants. Um, uh, I got this joie de vivre. I felt like I was 24 and could take on the world. You know, one day and I'm looking at this, the strip of, of, the, of a competitor's meter and I'm like, why is this thing so expensive? There shouldn't be four or five dollars a strip. When you, when you look at the sum of its total parts, why is that? What is causing the problem? And so up, I drew up a list of a different, 100 different manufacturers across the globe. I cross-matched that to the federal um, regulations and you know, I called and I dialed and I got so many doors shut in my face. But eventually... I was able to um, bring a product to to market, and we lowered the cost of ketone testing by over seventy five percent. And and the first iteration of our meter, we came out at a buck a strip for ketone testing, which was, you know, it was a revolution for the ketogenic community. They'd never had affordable testing to create outcomes, and you know, it's. I just didn't remember the conversation with Gemma to go and say, hey, Gems, I got this idea. We're both in the wine industry, remember? And I think what we're going to do is we're going to convince people to prick their fingers like I've been doing. And we could be a great business. And I need to borrow some of the home equity line of credit. And she goes, well, how much do you need? And I go, well, probably all of it. (laughs) (laughs) And it became all of it. And then some, we lost our house in the fires of 2017. And wow. again, I went to, to, to James and I said, hey, James, do you mind if we lose the insurance money from the, from the house? And she says, yes. And then I came back to her a third time and said, do you mind if we use our possession money 
um, to continue because you know, we had to fund the whole of America's um, supply. Uh, so we're, we're privately funded. We have no VC money that comes on in. It is us and a small team here in the Napa Valley that are dedicated to, to lowering the cost, giving tools and information for free if you go to our website um, so that we can affect outside changes. And we also have our own foundation now, um, 501c3 nonprofit, where we fund clinical trials and studies into the efficacy and use of ketogenic therapy. So it is all about how can we affect change and knowledge is power oh what a cool story uh, and thank you for lowering the cost of the ketones i remember because i got into to keto back in 2013 2014 and at that time it was like six or seven dollars a strip so if you messed up with the strip oh there it goes six seven bucks if you messed up again there it goes six seven bucks and it added up and yeah at that stage people were hunting on the back streets of amazon yeah for- exactly product that had been bought in Australia and then resold in America for a markup on it because the Australians subsidized ketone testing. I don't know why they don't do it here (laughs) in the United States. Um, And so there was this arbitrage thing going on and people, you never had understood the providence. I mean, we temperature control, you know, we buy buy a container of product and we temperature control it all the way from our manufacturer all the way into the United States so that, you know, it is in perfect condition when it gets into our warehouse, which is temperature control. And it's only after that moment does it, when it leaves us, we're posting it out, does it go through, but usually it's sort of a few days and that's not a problem. So we make sure that we've got the freshest of product and it's all been um, cared for it the most bit. Whereas some of these fly by night people, you had no idea what they were doing. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, you know, the question that somebody's probably wondering right now, and I talk a lot about ketone testing, glucose testing, the differences between all three types of ketones, which we'll get to, but why would somebody want to test ketones, uh, why, why would they want to even have that data, Dorian? Good question. Um, measurement is the first step that leads to control. Once you can control something, you can improve upon it. And so this is the first piece that comes on into play. And, you know, there are different types of tests uh, between um, blood, breath, and urine. And obviously I'm biased, but blood is the gold standard and we can come back to those things. But it, it, you have to first think of the bio-individuality of, of, of that. And then you also got to come back as to the why. Why is this person choosing to go on a well-regulated ketogenic diet? Is it for simple weight loss? Is it for a psychology reason? Is it neurological for Alzheimer's or Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis? Is it a woman who might want to conceive because she's got polycystic ovarian syndrome? Is it for epilepsy and or reversing type 2 diabetes? Now, there are different types of ketogenic diets. There's a different approach that you can use for different ways. You know, this one size fit all, the 20 gram carb rule, you know, you know, each person will have a different reaction to, to foods in different ways. And so once you learn yourself and your why, then it becomes a lot easier. So the first way is simply, are you in ketosis or are you not? That's the, is not. Does, does the depth of ketosis matter? Maybe not. Let's just say that's number one. And so that's usually for the person just starting. It's like, are the food choices I'm currently making enabling me to get into nutritional ketosis. And so you see 0.1, 0. 0.2, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.4, suddenly 0. 0.5, you're in nutritional ketosis and you get this gamification and feedback that the dietary choices you are making 
are working because the blood doesn't lie. You know, you, one could say, well, you know, there is no test for being a vegan. There is no test for the cabbage soup diet, but there is a test for being in a state of nutritional ketosis. And so that's kind of like game number one. And sort of like game number two that you can do with testing is find out what foods are either giving you a high glycemic response. That is, is your glucose going up too high? I'm normally in the 80s, 90s in the morning, and I measure about an hour after waking because there's a, there's a dawn effect. There's, when you wake up in the morning, you get a cortisol spike. Cortisol will increase your blood glucose. You've got to kind of let that blow off, blow off a bit. That takes about an hour on some people. Sometimes it's longer on others. Yeah. Um, but once that kind of like blown off, that gives you kind of like the stable fasted in the morning. So that's my normal baseline of what I like to do. And then say, for instance, I'm trying out a new breakfast. I've got my baseline. I eat something. And then about an hour after I do that, uh, another measurement there. And then that's telling me from that, I'm like, did I get a big glucose spike? If I'm within 20 or 30 milligrams per deciliter, that's okay for me. That's my style. I'm not being super strict with myself, but that's where I am because I've been doing this since 2015. So if it's under that, I say, this is an okay thing. Do I now need to test that a food or thing again? No. So the, you know, you test a lot to begin with and the need starts to diminish. Now, what could also happen is say, for instance, I'm trying something new and I didn't get a glycemic response. So it stayed stable. But then I found that after a period of time, my ketones came down. I would ask myself, why did the ketone production come down? Did I perhaps have an insulin response that triggered for my liver not to come down? what I found with me is sugar alcohols gave me a sympathetic insulin response. Interesting. So, you know, when we talk sugar alcohols, sorbitol, mannitol, xylitol, erythritol, for me, all of those tolls took their toll on, on, on myself. So it gave, you a, it gave you a cortisol response, insulin followed, and it dropped your ketones. Exactly, to me. So, you know, you know, people look at keto foods and I'm always careful about what is keto. I'm not the keto police in any way, shape or form. I'm like, well, let the data drive you. Let yeah. the data drive you. What could work for, say, like Luis Vilsenor of Keto Games is going to be very different to what works for me or to Jane Doe at, at home. And, you know, there's, so that's why I don't like the one size fits all because, you know, we kind of like think of, uh, you know, you, you think about if you're going into new territory, if you're going to into a new place, you need a map and a compass, don't you? Well, the map is the roadmap of the foods that you're going to try. You know, whether or not you're going to go into the wonderful country of India, if you will, and try Indian cuisine, or we're going to try uh, Italian cuisine. That's your roadmap. And where your compass, where giving you your north and your, your south. After a while, if you're following a similar route, do you still need the map? Do you still need the compass? And the answer to that, hopefully, is, is no. And we're just a tool to help people on, on their journey. So for me, it's sort of like, first of all, it's finding out what are the foods that is right, sleuthing out trigger foods that can present a problem. Then it's sort of like we come back to the gamification. How am I doing? Uh, I live in the Napa Valley. I do like wine. My wife is actually a certified sommelier by the Guild of Master Sommes. Wow. And we still enjoy wine as part of our meal. Um, but what wines will kick you out? Because there's no truth in labeling. 
on wines. Uh, and so, you know, I've learned that I generally don't do American wines anymore, sadly. I don't do South American wines anymore, sadly. Uh, they have wonderful flavors, but what happens is the manufacturers of those wines are pushing the residual sugars to match the American palate. Um, one of the most leading critics of wines, uh, he's a type 2 diabetic, and he's had both of his knees replaced, and is morbidly obese. I'm not going to say his name, mm -hmm. but this is a person that's choosing wines for America. Well, of course they're choosing wines for America, because America is addicted to sugar. But some of these wines, if we go into the older world through the cooler climates, now we can start, because of the wine laws, to pick things out. So we test for wine to work out what we can do. So in that respect, I save my carbs um, for, for wine. So this is another area that I utilize it. Then we come back to the why, which I mentioned before. Why is it doing? Is the ketone level for somebody who is epileptic more important? Is it different for somebody who might have a neurological thing like multiple sclerosis? I say possibly. We're working with Dr. Walls. We look forward to seeing her study come on out, and I would like to find out. Um, how that happens, more studies need to be done. Does it matter for somebody who's type two diabetes, got type two diabetes? I would say yes and no. We work with Verta Health in San Francisco. Let's consider this. What does testing ketones do? It means that somebody's in a state of nutritional ketosis, it means that that individual is compliant to what that coach or doctor or nurse practitioner has asked them to do. 28% of people don't take their medications for diabetes, yet Verta had a 74% retention rate. So they did better than somebody taking a pill. Why? Because they're asking them to measure, because you can only manage what you measure. If they're not being successful on that measurement, then the coach can intervene and say, hey, Ben, your blood glucose was up a little bit last night. Did you happen to go out with, with some friends and maybe step off the reservation? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, let's come back to it. That's the beauty of a coach, and that's the beauty of changing somebody. Because you change yourself physiologically, but the hard part, the hard part is the psychology. Now, even now when I have a cup of tea, I want to have a, you know, a packet of cookies that's with it at the same time. And beating that psychology is, is the hard part. So testing ketones helps with the compliance. But if you're only just doing ketones and not glucose, you're only seeing half the picture. Mm -hmm. Why does Verta Health also test glucose? Well, the most important thing is it's, you know, a ketogenic diet is prescription strength. It works very, very quickly. In fact, in non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, they can see, uh, see changes within 10 days. So it's really, really quickly. And in the importance of, of safety, you don't want to have somebody who's on medications having a hyperglycemic episode. So you want to be de-prescribing. When do we hear doctors really fixated on de-prescribing? Never. Not many. Not many. No. Yeah. Never. And that then becomes the beauty. So you can get many different pieces of it. And then after a period of time, as I mentioned, the need to test diminishes and it starts to drop off because I test, I'm in ketosis, I test, I'm in ketosis. Every time I test now, I'm still in ketosis. So when does the need to do that? Do I still need to test? No, I do it now because of that. So you know, if you and I have done our goals correctly, if we have educated people they then become successful 
they then change the way that their health outcomes to, for, the, for the good. And I should hopefully go out of business if we have great, healthy Americans. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, isn't it? Yeah. And very few people want to get into this business because of that. Most people want people to be sick and ill because that means they're going to have money for a long period of time. And that's not what we're about. Yeah, I love that. I appreciate that. And yeah, we, we don't want to guess. We want to test. And that's where this comes into play. And it's cool that we get to see both glucose and ketones. You know, I love I love CGMs, for example. I have one now, but it doesn't give me the ketones. And something as simple as getting a Keto Mojo gives me both. And it gets you an idea of where you want to be and where you are. I want to take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day. My dog takes it every single day. So does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com. Check them out. Order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN, B-E-N, and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. The next topic here is that with keto being so popular, there are going to be people who are going to research on Dr. Google, how do I test ketones? How do I know if I'm in ketosis? And then the most common thing they're going to do is they're going to see urine strips because they're the cheapest, and they're going to start measuring their urine strips. But why is that flawed, Dorian? Well, they'll, if they go on Google and go to Amazon, they will come across our urine strips. And you go like, what, Dorian? You're the blood guy. You're the beta hydroxy. Why have you got urine strips? Well, I got so irritated of people getting ripped off, even though they're cheap, ripped off on urinalysis strips. So we brought our own one out. And if you go inside, once you open the package, we have an entire page explaining to them why this doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know that. I had no idea. So if you do the number one urinalysis, diabetic urinalysis strip in America on Amazon is Keto Mojo Urine Strip. <laughs> and inside there is where we give them a coupon to say, hey, we didn't want you to waste your money. Go buy a blood meat. That's brilliant, man. That's brilliant. I, I had no idea you were doing that. I love that. <laughs> so let's take a look at the three different types of tests. Urinalysis is measuring um, um, acetoacetate, ACAC, um, that gets spilled into the urine. And it uses a nitroprusside uh, chemical reaction to say, was there some acetoacetate in that person's urine? And it's, an e it's sort of like 
it, it gives you a color differential, but the color difference is not granular. It just says some was spilled in the last time you produced this urine. And so maybe for people first starting, it is kind of like a tool that can be used. However, it is not objective. It is sort of like more subjective in, in, in that respect. You don't get that clear digital granularity. And also it can be really affected by hydration. You know, people go like, it's really super dark purple. I must be in deep ketosis. No, you're probably actually dehydrated. And then what happens is, you know, as, as we start to get fat adapted a little bit or we adjust, our bodies adjust and change, you're no longer going to have that acetoacetate get spilled because acetoacetate can be quickly shunted into beta-hydroxybutyrate and back again. It's a very unstable compound. Uh, it also means that you cannot use it for sleuthing out different foods. It can't really guide you in, in that respect to, to give you a, a biofeedback so that you can adjust your choices. They're very affordable, especially now. They're very affordable that is on that. And, you know, if you're a newbie, give it a go. It's, you know, it's seven bucks. But I would say that is the challenge with, with urine. Now, with breath, there is a gamut of breathalyzers that is out there from the cheap Chinese alcohol, blood alcohol, uh, alcohol, breath alcohol ones that have been repurposed to try and get onto the keto train uh, that are just like useless to ones like the Ketonics or the Biosense, which is like two, three hundred dollars all the way up to the level, which is like six hundred and nine hundred dollars. So there's a few things that is the challenge with the breath ones. And this is a fundamental thing, is the sensor that they use is a tin oxide sensor that was originally designed for methane detection. And so to get the acetone in the breath, you have a very, very tiny level of resistance. And they have to play with a little bit of uh, computer algorithms to kind of like give a rough number. And that rough number, they try and extrapolate into parts per million. The, and, and what happens with that is if you've had lozenges, toothpaste, any of those sugar alcohols, you can get a, get a false positive and the variability can be quite a lot. And there's no method of control. Now, what do we mean by method of, of, of control? Like if you ever doubt a measurement from a, a blood glucose meter like ours, we're one of the few companies in the world that actually put control solutions in your packet. And I'm like, like, here's the control solution. You can do a control solution test, and if it falls within range, you know your product is working. Not a single breathalyzer does that. Now, they always want to talk about the science of breath. Well, the science of breath, when it was done, was done by a mass spectrometer in parts per million. And not one of those meters has ever correlated itself back to a mass spec. And when you use blood, we, by law, because it's a class two medical device, we have to make sure that we correlate back to a bench analyzer, the YSI 2900 stat plus. So you know that you will get consistency because of it's a class two FDA device. Breathalyzers are class ones. And the last problem with breathalyzers is after a while, they get a coating on that tin oxide sensor. Because of that coating, they run themselves through a heat cycle to burn it off. But that heat cycle over a period of time cokes the sensor, and the sensor can't be removed. You've got no way of control to know that it's doing it. And eventually, you end up with a very expensive goo gore in the drawer 
because it's not giving you the right feedback. And that's why for all clinical trials, all studies, all doctors, clinicians, researchers use blood as the gold standard because it's a methodology that conforms to an international standards, ISO uh, standards, so that you know globally that you will, it will conform to consistency. So those, those are the three methods that, that come to mind. Yeah, well explained. Uh, it's going back to what you did with the urine strip. So I have a question on that. When they, so when they buy it, there are actually urine strips in there as well? Yeah, you, what you do is you, you're going in. Um, uh, we, have a, we have a wonderful coupon in here to say buy a meter and not urine strips, and you're going to get your money back. So even if you do try them, you won't got be it. out of the okay. so You've got, you've got 150 um, that is in, in the container. But also what we do is we actually have this on, on your, your instruction manual here. We have written out uh, and explained all the reasons as to why you don't want to test with um, uh, what you just bought. <laughs> well, yeah, we, exactly. Well, it's just what I did. We explained the difference between blood, breath, and, and, and urine. I'm not yeah. going to, there, there is a place for urine for sure. For people who just start, Dominic yep. Diagostino has used a multi-parameter one in that respect. I mean, no, we're not going to, that's, that's why we, we still put urine out. We haven't gone into breath because I don't think breath has merit yet. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of work that needs to get done for breath and there's no control um, methodology to it. So it comes to a, a poor scientific value. And, and you know, if we're data driven, we have to be we rooted in, in science in, in that respect. So let's talk about the the numbers. Somebody bought a keto mojo and they're testing now. They're testing to see what their glucose is, what their fasting glucose is, postprandial glucose is, their ketones are. What are some of the optimal ranges we want to aim for? Just general general ranges. Well, first of all, we, you know, if you're using our meter and you've got our app, it will take the data to the app and you can always click in on the app and it will take you directly to a page that helps you interpret your results. Now, remember, we will not give you a diagnosis. We will just say what your results are. It's up to you and what you're trying to achieve. So different doctors and different approaches will have want different levels. So I'm kind of like prefacing myself on that. So generally, for nutritional ketosis, according to Volek and Finney, um, uh, nutritional ketosis starts around about 0.5. So 0.5 to about 1.52 is sort of like that, that light nutritional ketosis. Uh, over the 1.52s into like the threes and the fours, you're in a, in a deeper therapeutic zone. But I'm going to preface, don't go chasing ketones, chase results. Mm, That's yep. kind of like, let's be clear on that. We can, we'll park the ketone levels for a moment and we'll come back to them. Okay. Now, with blood glucose, generally, you know, I think it's Dr. Bernstein says 83 is what he's going for, the 83 and me crowd that is there as the most perfect blood glucose. Well, you've got to verify that, you know, there's a... Of course. All blood glucose machines have a plus or minus of about 15%. So, you know, there's getting close to the noise is sort of like what you have to be careful of that. So really, if you've got a faster blood glucose anywhere between sort of like 80 and 100 in the morning, yeah, pretty good. Because I say 100 people might be worried about 100, but if your machine that you're using is down by 10 points, you actually might be 90. But that's just the way that blood glucose meters works when you're measuring one-fifth of a drop. Yep. Now, 
if you're trying a sleuthing out a new food and you see a 30 point plus rise, like say you eat a banana and suddenly you've gone from 90 to 150, yeah, I'd be concerned after about an hour. That might not be a low carb meal for you. If you're starting to see your fasted glucose in the mornings and about the 130, 140 mark, you've got concern here. You are pre, you're pre-diabetic there. And that's where you kind of like would need to do it. Now, I want, like I'm, I want to again preface, I've said fasted in the morning, but an hour after waking, just don't take one anomaly. You want to see a trend before you say, hey, I should need to see somebody. So yeah. generally, you know, we like to keep, you know, keep that under that 120 mark, 110 mark, you know, there's nice low blood glucose. That's a very nice area to be in. And you don't need to be consuming any kind of carbohydrate to have a blood glucose like that because through glucose neogenesis, your body will make all the glucose you, you need. So, you know, that's why the carnivores out there, they don't sweat it. And they're like, okay, that's all right. There's, there are others. So we also have infographics on our website that go through this. We have videos on our website that go through this. And we have articles on our website as, as well. I don't know if people have gone out to visit ketomojo.com but we also license all the low carb USA videos. There's over 200 hours of the latest and greatest. I think Ben, you're also on there from your low carb um, uh, yeah. presentation. And there's, so there's a, a huge uh, a plethora of information that we give away for free along with recipes as well. I have a chef who makes 15 new recipes every month. We've got over 200 recipes that are out there. So wow. you can see how delicious and enjoyable um, uh, that it is. And along with how to test, when to test, sleuthing out trigger foods to see what does and does not um, work for you and also then guides as to, to how you know what, what should be your your ideal I, I, you said something really important when you were talking about the fasting blood sugars if your fasting blood sugars are over 130 140 you got a problem you got some insulin resistance potentially type 2 diabetes but you wouldn't know that unless you tested. Yeah, sure, you might not feel good. You might have, have some fatigue. Maybe you're overweight. But you didn't know you were insulin resistant. You didn't know you had type 2 diabetes because if you were going to your doctor, they'll look at your A1C, which could take years for that to actually show up to be a problem. But for years prior to that, you have an issue, and it's getting worse each year. But when you have a machine like Keto Mojo, you can actually see that and make a difference and reverse it before it gets to that point. So that was a very important thing. And let's also talk about guidelines. Do I, would I recommend the ADA guidelines for what they consider to be good blood glucose? No. Probably not. You know, if, if I woke up in the morning and I saw a 120, I'd be like, what's going on, Dorian? But they think 120 is fine. Yeah. You know, I'm more like, I want to be between 80 and 100. You know, if I'm there, uh, that's okay. That's, that's the better play. I mean, they think 120 is an okay blood glucose. Yeah, it's not. Well, they're, they're thinking that because they're referencing all the sick people in America, but that's not what we want to be. We want to be optimal, to your point. Yeah, I mean, the 4,500 people that got diagnosed with um, type 2 diabetes today, the $360 billion that goes into that business of yeah. people being sick and unwell and have not affected any change in the outcomes since they've started, that it's, we want to manage your diabetes. Totally. No, I, don't, I don't even manage my diabetes, do you? Yeah. Totally. The, uh, I want to go in the other direction. Exactly. The same diet they promote, do the opposite, and you're going down the right direction. 
Not to mention the 100,000 plus amputations on diabetics each year in America. It's just, it's sickening. And, and nobody, I shouldn't say nobody. It's very rare somebody actually dies from diabetes. It's what they, they die from the degeneration of it, the strokes, the heart attacks, the kidney failure. So it leads to that. And it's a cash cow for the medical industry. And then it's also, they're taking a hit at the same time. But let's, let's consider this a moment. It, it, it is a cash cow for sure, but... But then it's also the opposite. Yeah, $360 billion is spent a year on type 2 diabetes. Yet Berta Health clinically proved that they can reverse the effects of type 2 diabetes in 55% of the cases. 91% reduction in exogenous insulin. That means they reduce people by over 91%. And I think it was something ridiculous that 67% came off of all medications. It's amazing. So when you look at that, that cost is being come down. Uh, there was a there was a study that was done about what is the cost of a loss of life. Now every life is is priceless, but they they kind of like wanted to put a, a, a number to it. I think this might have been Harvard that did this, and they kind of like calculated out that one year is about one hundred twenty nine thousand dollars. When you get a type two diabetes diagnosis, you have ten years less of it in your life. That's 1.2 million for every single individual who we lose for to type 2 diabetes. And there's going to be 456 um, people today at end stage renal failure. That is over $500 million a day. It's crazy. That we are losing. If you can't like put it on that. And we can change it. Yeah. Easily. It's a very easy um, uh, intervention. It is. It really is. If you're anything like me, you probably spend some money each month on your supplements. But what if you're still tired and you just don't feel 100% well? Well, there could be a deficiency. What if there was a way to know if you were actually absorbing your supplementation or not absorbing and maybe you're taking too much of something? Well, what I'm bringing you today is a chance to accurately test all of that. In this case, I'm talking about upgraded formulas, upgraded hair test kit and consultation And once you uncover these hidden deficiencies, you could get rid of these symptoms you might be experiencing that might be affecting your thyroid, adrenals, or much more. Upgraded Formulas is a very cool company. I interviewed Barton Scott, who is the founder and chemical engineer who helps craft all their supplements, and they have this really cool upgraded mineral deficiency analysis. So say goodbye to blood and urine tests, which typically indicate short-term results, Hair is the best identifier, and you could get that hair from your head, armpit area, or even pubic area, and you'll receive a consultation with a member of Upgraded Formulas to help discuss your results. And it's very simple. Collect your hair sample, send it in, and get your results fast. We've worked out an exclusive deal, KetoCamp podcast listeners, to receive 10% off your order. Head to UpgradedFormulas.com, use the coupon code BEN10, at checkout to get your hair mineral kit and any other supplements that you could find on their website. That is upgradedformulas.com. Use the coupon code BEN10. Something else that I want to talk about, a lot of people ask me, hey, Ben, does does coffee break a fast? Does uh, tea break a fast? And here's what I tell them, and I actually got this thought process with Dr. Pompa. I tell them to test. What is it doing to your glucose? Like take your Keto Mojo, 
test your glucose and ketones, have your coffee, 30 minutes later, test your glucose and ketones. Is it going up by five points or more? Then yes, if it goes up, then autophagy is going down. It's breaking your fast, but it's so different for everybody and you will not know unless you test. Have you uh, done some experiments with that? Yeah, actually, I, we quite often will put in a therapeutic fast into in, into our lifestyles. Uh, you know, the, the longest I've gone is five days Awesome. Um, uh, in that respect. And, you know, the curve is beautiful. I mean, you start fasting and, and first of all, you're going to see your blood glucose is going to kind of like drop, drop on off and get, get into that, that, that more stable lower amount that is there. You're going to see your ketones gradually come on up, your GKI when you're taking the two of those kind of like lowers on down. And, you know, as you know, fasting is something that you build up to. You need yeah. to have your, your fasting muscles. You do maybe your 16-8s to begin with, and you kind of like build up to it. And what I always found was well, if I got a, like a hunger pang, if you will, and it's a light hunger pang. You, there's, I, I think there's a, some aboriginals once said there are two types of hunger. There is the great hunger, and then there is the little hunger. And the great hunger is famine. We will never be in a famine. We are blessed that we will never be and experience what the great hunger is. We know at a moment's notice we can walk into our refrigerator, open it up, and we can grab something. We'll never experience the great hunger. But there's the little hunger, and it's dealing with that. And what I always used to do is when I found myself like that, I would actually do a test at that moment. And normally my ketones used to be about 1.1 to 1.7. But if I'm in a fasted state, I could be 3, 3.5. I've got double the amounts of energy available to me in my body. So am I really hungry? So this is the psychological side that you can start to con condition yourself on. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't want to be the keto police. Will somebody have a reaction to coffee? Uh, is there heavy cream in that coffee? Are they having that coffee with half and half or something like that? I don't know. You know, people need to become their own mentors themselves and using data to guide them to see whether or not a food is right or not right for them. You know, I'm, I'm, I pretty much want to stay in the middle camp. I, you know, whether or not you're a carnivore, whether or not you're a vegan keto, whether or not you're a cyclical keto, you know, whether or not you're into, into, an intermittent fasting but still low carb, you know, that to me doesn't matter. It is you, the person who's going to be most successful is the one who finds their path, the path that works for them on a daily basis because it is a lifestyle, it is not a diet. And that's, right. you know, that's, that's the piece, and that's, that's why we are the compass. We're just yeah. going to help you on your way and guide, guide your direction. I love it. The, the last thing I want to focus on is one of the, my favorite uses of the Keto Mojo is during a block fast. You, you mentioned you did a five-day water fast. I uh, also did a five-day water fast. And the goal when I do it or if I take somebody through a, a block fast, of course, we train for it. We build up the fasting muscle, like you said. But the primary goal that I'm looking for for myself and for that person is this maximum autophagy state. Yeah. When would you say that starts for most people? Are you saying it's within the first 24, 48 hours? Are you more of a proponent for the 36 hours? I'd be very intrigued as to where you think max autophagy begins and how you like to use a keto mojo for that. I'd love to hear that. So, so for me, it's when they, we take the blood glucose from the keto mojo, divide it by 18, and then compare it to the ketones for the one-to-one -one ratio. So you're utilizing the GKI the, there. The, G, the GKI, yeah. So I used before I even, you know, you had the GKI, I didn't have a word for it. So I used the GKI, which is what you have 
very easy to use. So, and that's where, and you could talk more about it, where Dr. Thomas Seafried has literally seen tumors shrink when they hit that, that ratio. So speak more about that and how we could use your machine to accomplish that. Yeah, well, if you do a test within four minutes of each other, a glucose and ketone test, and you, you download it to our app, which is free, uh, it'll calculate the GKI for you. So you don't have to even do the device. Yeah, yeah, I'm just old school. I kept doing it. I got used to it. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, it's cool. what, what's interesting is our meter in Europe is called the GKI in, in Europe. And we can actually, uh, you put it into GKI mode, measure glucose, measure ketones, and it'll calculate the GKI for you on the meter there and then. That's pretty cool. Uh, sadly, Uncle Sam, FDA, yeah, that's, that's too new for them. They were they wouldn't let us do it, and they said no uh, to us having the GKI, and that's why it's called the GK Plus ah. in uh, in America because you know the you know understood uh, put us put a line through us on that one. So it's a little joke to, to Uncle Sam on that. <laughs> but Professor Seifert, I mean, from the work that he was doing in cancer was he realized that there was a distinct relationship between glucose and ketones. And if you look at the uh, Otto Warburg was the first person that posited that cancer feeds on glucose. Some kind of cancer's cancer. Some can, they, you know, cancer's a tricky little th- subject and it can morph. And so, you know, they were looking at that and what he found that there's a lot of noise in glucose measurements and there can be noise in ketone measurements as well. But if he did a fasted measurement in the morning, and then, as you said, divided your glucose measurement in millimoles via your ketone measurement was, you start getting a much stable number. And it is a scale done one to nine. So roughly six to nine is light nutritional ketosis. Um, uh, sort of three to six is sort of like we're getting into deep ketosis. One to sort of like three is a high therapeutic zone. But under one is really, really hard to get to. I mean, really hard to get to. You've got to be in severe caloric restriction for that one. Definitely fasted when you're doing it. You've got to be pulsing in on this bit. And, you know, they, they might even be, this is something that we would, I would definitely say recommend. This, this, is, this is the doctor world for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, be, be careful on how you, you utilize that. But it's interesting that you're utilizing the GKI as, as a proxy for aut- autophagy. But your GKI will really fluctuate based upon uh, your ketone, your glucose level, sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, glucose, you can be uh, in the GKI, you can, if you've got even a 0.4 or 0.5 in your ketones, which according to Volek and Finney, that would say, yes, you're in nutritional ketosis. If your glucose is too high at that time, that will not be nutritional GKI at that time. And, that, and that's because glucose is such a toxic fuel source. The body wants to use that and get rid of it first before the, it does the, use the ketones, correct? Precisely. Yeah. Now, out of this work that Seafried done, um, it came the papers by Dominic Diagostino and Miriam Cannon, uh, Seafried, and uh, I think it's Mukherjee et al. They came uh, with the press pulse therapy. Yes. Uh, which I think, and that's, I think he's going to be probably one of the game changers. And I'm hoping that at, at, at HBOT uh, coming up uh, next week in, in Florida, that we might hear more about what, what the work is being done between hyperbaric oxygen, because that's adding oxygen into the body, uh, rather because cancer feeds in an anaerobic environment on um, uh, glucose. They were pressing and pulsing it in or using glutamine inhibitors, because, you know, this is interesting. When people think about this, Glucose, you need a transport ship 
to take it across the blood-brain barrier. Ketones can come across the blood-brain barrier, doesn't need any help. So what do you think our default source should be? The one do that you think help. that evolution said, oh, you've got to have a ship to help you out come across here? Or you can just have ketones that can walk across water and go into your brain. You know, I would, I would like to posit that ketones is actually human's default fuel source. Yeah, I agree with that. And glucose was not. Because if you think about it, through glucose neogenesis, we have this small little spigot that is adding tiny amounts of glucose to our body over it. So slowly our glycogen stores over a period of time can grow so we can do the sprints that we need to do to get the elk that we need. But generally, you know, our default is ketones. This is the, the natural state. Is cyclical good or bad? I mean, I don't honestly know that. I mean, there are advocates for and against that. We know that berries are very rare in nature. There's going to be a short window where we might have got to them. We would have to fight off the bears and the squirrels and the raccoons and everybody else trying to get them, but there's a small, short window. You know, if we actually take a look in, in, in nature, carbohydrates are very, very rare indeed. Yeah. Uh, and if you've got a choice of picking out tiny little seeds in a prairie or taking down an elk, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And I think for 2.5 million years, this was how we evolved as a species to have such great brains to be as to what we are. And so when you look at the proper human diet, what is optimal? Because the foods that we are eating now are not the foods that we had for the millennia before that. Yeah. Yeah. Burning fat is our primal birthright. If you look at babies that are breastfed, they go in and out of ketosis because breast milk has saturated fat and cholesterol, and it helps the development of the baby's brain. Even though there is some glucose and sugar in the breast milk, they're so efficient. The baby is at burning it down. They tap into ketosis right off the bat. It's like we're, we're designed this way. Yeah. Well, they're naturally fat adapted. I mean, the amount yeah. of carbs that I can actually have, I don't count carbs anymore. I don't sweat carbs anymore. If there's, if there's a carrot in my beef bourguignon, I'm not going to like, oh my God, there's a carrot. That's not keto. Shh, kill police. Who's going to get arrested? <laughs> You know, you don't look at that. But what I do do is I know I have this metabolic flexibility. Yeah. And, and that becomes the game is once you have that metabolic flexibility. Agreed. And so, yeah, it's, it's easier in that respect. Yeah, that's what, it's, that's what it's about. Metabolic flexibility. That's what I teach in KetoFlex to not be dogmatic about it and use it as the proper tool that it is. But it's not the only tool. We have a lot of tools available to us. And having a keto mojo is a great way to see if your tool is working for you. It's a tool for your tool, which is the ketogenic lifestyle. Yeah, there's two things you mentioned right there that is spot on. It's, it's, we are just one data point in the terrain of the individual. And, you know, like a lot of people like to want to dial in on one data point, but we've got to add into that there is the sleep. There are the toxins that are in your in environment. Mm-hmm. There is getting the right amount of um, uh, exercise that is, that is coming on into play. There's a lot more things that can come into the train of an individual that you need to adjust. This is where coaching and education become absolutely key. You know, people want to have the magic pill. Well, it's not like that. There's a lot of different things that have to come into play to get optimized. And... Um, I think that's that's an important piece um, that, that you're bringing in when you look at it. It's just one of the tools that you can use in your pantheon. That's correct. So 
For the keto campers listening or watching on YouTube, we have the um, device ready for you to get right now. If you want to get a Keto Mojo device and see exactly what we're talking about, measure your glucose, measure your ketones, see where you're at, see if you're improving, see if you're not improving, then go to ketocampmachine.com. Uh, camp is spelled with a K. Ketocampmachine.com. We also are going to work out a coupon code for you all, uh, which is going to be KetoCamp at checkout. And you you could uh, check the notes of this podcast or the YouTube video. We'll drop that down below for you. So Dorian, where else can they go check you out? And where else do you want to share with them as your closing thoughts? Uh, my closing thoughts is this week we quietly released what is, I say quietly because it's something we've been working on for about a year, is my Mojo Health. This, I think, is the maybe the most fundamental game changer that we've had in the last um, uh, two years. Uh, and if you click on the top of my Mojo Health, it explains all about it, but we have built a secure HIPAA compliant encrypted health cloud using OAuth authentication and REST APIs. And what all that mumbo jumbo tech jargon means is the data can come from your phone to the cloud. And now we've started to interconnect with some of the best health apps that are in the market, Apple Health Kit, um, Chronometer, Carb Managers coming soon, NutriSense, Biocanic, Heads Up Health, um, so those great health apps. But more importantly, we're also now interconnecting with the leading EHR, Electronic Health Record and EMR systems in America, and we'll soon go to other countries as well, like Epic, Elation, Athena, and servo and those kind of things so that you, if you want, can connect your data to your doctor or your coach or your practitioner. Now, if your doctor's using a completely different system and that we don't yet connect to them, let us know. We'll find a way of connecting to them. But we've also built in the MyMojo Health dashboard where that a consumer can either just see their stuff on their desktop or a practitioner like you can come to me and say, hey, Dorian, I, I'd like to connect on in and I want to see everybody that I'm coaching and working with. And we'll go like, sure, Ben, no problem. Here's the set of keys. We'll do an authentication between ourselves. And now you can go on in and you can see on a daily basis, everybody who might have tested that morning. And you might go, you know what? I want to search by all the people who might have for safety, might be super low blood glucose because they might be getting hyperglycemic and I, I might have to, for the doctor, they might, might have to de-prescribe or those who are getting too high on their blood glucose who are, hey, you know, what's going on here? We need to adjust or work with you. And then there are others who say like, who is or is not in nutritional ketosis so that you can target your responses in, not waiting until the patient client comes to you, but seeing it in real time. And, you know, we're working with different universities as well for clinical trials so they can, they can get this data. So my module health, it's, it's now on in servers in Europe as well as servers um, in, in America. It's available at this moment. My module. Now, the, the interface is what I call an MVP. Like what you're seeing on the screen, it was like, let's get the data out first. And then we are going to look forward to getting received back, feedback from everybody. And over the next five months, you know, I have a $400,000 budget that we're going to build the best in class interface for not only practitioners and users um, so that they can be like, I got this, I got it dialed on in. So anybody who's bought their meter in the past, your meter just got better. 
Oh, that's so cool. Uh, My Mojo Health. And go check that out. We'll drop a link for that down below as well. Dorian, thank you. And thank Gemma. And thank you for the entire team for the cool product that you developed that make making ketones more affordable and getting the science to back us up and to back it up and to also give us a tool to help us see if this lifestyle is working for us or not. I love you guys over at Keto Mojo. I use your product. I've been using it for over three years now. And I look forward to seeing you at the conference next week and several conferences in the future. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Dorian. If you want to get your hands on a Keto Mojo blood ketones and glucose readings, then head to Keto Camp Machine camp with the K, ketocampmachine.com. They also worked out an awesome coupon code for you to get a nice discount if you apply KetoCamp at checkout. No space in between, camp with the K, KetoCamp at checkout over at ketocampmachine.com. They also have a tremendous amount of articles and information and videos on their website. So go check it out over at ketocampmachine.com. Text this episode to a friend, somebody you believe who could get value from a conversation like this, somebody you know who's doing keto, and they're just kind of guessing if they're in ketosis and they're not sure what their blood sugars are. It's important for them to hear this information. So copy the link, put it in a text message, post on your social media, and be sure you go follow Keto Mojo on all their social media platforms. We'll drop links and resources for everything mentioned on today's episode in the notes of this podcast. If you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet on Apple Podcasts, please do so today as it really helps the show grow and reach more lives. I want to thank you so much for listening to the entire episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. I'll see you on the next one. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.